Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox. And coming up on this Monday edition, we are almost wrapped up with Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. We are going to try and make some sense of what the hell the Dallas Cowboys were planning on yesterday. We're also going to have a discussion about the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career. Where does he stack up all time in Pittsburgh? The Kansas City Chiefs are rolling. The Buffalo Bills take care of business, but there is some controversy in that game. We've also got people trying to blame officials. We've got the scraps. We've got the FSR IR, and we got certain ways to celebrate a playoff win and other ways you probably don't want to celebrate a playoff win with. All of that is coming up next here. Two pros and a cup of Joe, the Monday edition for Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, Sticks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a hustler, baby. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, no Brady Quinn. He will be back tomorrow here. Uh, so we are going to take you all the way up, LeVar and I, until uh, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's a Monday. We appreciate you hanging out with us. You can hear this show, as always, on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates, the iHeartRadio app. And it was a super wild card weekend in the NFL. We've got ourselves Cardinals Rams coming up to uh you know uh, to cap off a wild weekend it was uh, in the National Football League uh, but I don't think anything is uh, going to get as much discussion as to whatever the hell that was in Dallas yesterday Ooh. good god man uh, <laughs> the, Ugh, the man. Dallas Cowboys are a disaster to watch at times and I can't figure it out it, we have the same conversations about this team every year the past few years I cannot figure this team out Lamar uh, you, too many mistakes early on, first yes. and foremost. Yep. Um, on offense, they they were making way too many mistakes. I, I think that they got way too cute, if you're asking me. As as someone who believes that they're pretty adept at, at how, how things work in the football arena, Jonas, I mean, CeeDee Lamb didn't even have, if I recall, not even a reception almost in the first half of the game. I, I'm Maybe not one in the first half of the game. Uh, they had that conversation when Philly was playing. Like, how do you not get Devontae the ball? Yeah. So, so to me, when, when you start looking at why things didn't go the way – that that it seemingly was supposed to go in big games you got to go to your big dogs and on offense I just did not see a game plan or continuity uh that was was on the level where you felt as though they could win the game and then transverse you know the, the opposite side of it you saw very much them highlighting Debo. It's like, here's your guy. It's Debo. Debo's getting the ball. And you know what? Debo got the ball. Let me tell you something. I used to tell Saquon. I told Saquon this on the sideline one time while he was still in college. I said, you know, the wind blows hardest at the top of the flagpole. Everybody's heard it's cliche probably. But it does blow at the at the top hardest. And basically what that means is once people know you're good, that's when you prove you're great. 
When people know you can do it, when people know you're the one that's dangerous, you're the one that can win the game for them, you're the difference maker, the X factor, and you're still able to be that person in the game, that's when you know that that person really is good. And you watched Kyle Shanahan methodically work Debo into to, to the game plan. Now, you got other guys involved. Uh, give much respect and props to, to Garoppolo. He tried to mess it up, but <laughs> he tried to mess it up. But he pulled it. He pulled it through. You yeah. know, he pulled it. He pulled it together, and um, they found a running back. They found a running game if he can stay healthy. And uh, you know, I think a lot of people knew that this San Francisco team was dangerous. I, I will say this: you were saying for, it all last week. To, to yeah, your credit, they're dangerous. They they are a dangerous team. But I will say this: that was probably more of. That was more culpability on on the Dallas side, and and I think more so on on the offensive side of the ball. Like I don't think the defense had a great great day. I mean, Randy Gregory, all intents and purposes, could be considered someone who costed them the game with all the the, the, the penalties that he got during yeah. the game. Um, but it's just you know. What's interesting is Dallas was personnel wise the better team. They oh, were the better 100%. team. Yeah, they were the better team. LeVar, it's hard to find many teams in the NFL that have a better roster than Dallas. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I'm, like, I don't know that you can name four or five teams just off the top of my head that would have a better roster than the Dallas Cowboys. And that's, that's part of the issue. Like, it's, it feels like here we are again. If it's not a talent issue, what is it? Is it is it a coach issue? Is it an ownership? Like, and that's you know a, a whole conversation in itself. To your point on Debo Samuel, um, I, I know people loved him at South Carolina because obviously I follow South Carolina, and they've been raving about him and just his talent for a long time. And he did great things at South Carolina when they weren't a very good team. And I remember looking at some of the uh, the betting odds uh, during the course of the season. I saw this a few weeks ago where they said uh, offensive player of the year. And he was like third in the running. And I thought, why, why Debo Samuel? And then I watched the game yesterday. I go, oh, okay, that's why. Like, he, he literally is their secret weapon that's no longer a secret, as you pointed out. Uh, and, and I think he deserves a lot of the, uh, the credit for what happened in San Francisco and why they were able to get it done on the road yesterday. He's yeah. awesome. He's I awesome. Mean, you got to go to your horses. And he, he was the horse. Even when they needed a first down to try to ice the game. Yeah. <laughs> who they giving the ball? Like, the ball is going to Debo Samuels. <laughs> right. And you still couldn't stop him. You know, you still couldn't stop them. So, to me, to me, looking at San Fran, they are dangerous. They're, they did what I thought they would do up front. Now, I don't know that that looked pretty bad with Nick Bosa. Uh, so, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how long he's out for that. I, I, it would be easy to just say it's a concussion. Uh, concussion, but he hit the the thickest part of a big man's body. You know that butt area, that 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 hip and butt area. That's that is that has to be the worst place to make contact with your head and neck the way that that he did. 
And so I don't know if that's whiplash. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's a pulled neck or strained neck where he won't be able to move his head around or anything like that. It's not good. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, if he if he recovers from it and can play, um, God bless. But that 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 didn't look good. So to lose him makes this a very very vulnerable team. They they had a lot of injuries um, take place. There were a lot of injuries that were taking place in some of the games yesterday. Uh, but I will say Armstead, you know, the rest of those guys, Warner, um, the defensive backs, they, they played very well in that game. They looked good. They looked good. They looked like schematically they were sound continuity-wise. They were sound. They were able to do basically what they wanted to do. And for those to say that it got kind of interesting at the end and they were coming back and this and that, I don't think so. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's vintage, vintage Cowboys. Jonas. San Fran was the better team the entire game. I'll be honest with you. When they went down ten, we were texting, and I think it, when they went down ten nothing, I think we all just kind of said, "That's it." Like, like yeah. it, it just you got the vibe that even with all that talent on offense, with all those weapons that Dak has, it just felt like one of those games that Dallas was shook early and had no answers for afterwards. Now, the, the big topic of conversation is going to be whatever the F that was at the end uh, when uh, Dallas was, you know, uh, trying to get down uh, for a potential Hail Mary shot to try and, you know, tie it and then potentially win on an extra point. Uh, and then Dak Prescott with 14 seconds left or whatever it was decided with no timeouts uh this will be the time that i run the old uh, qb draw play <laughs> and uh and you know there was uh, some issues getting the ball uh put down and getting the ball snapped and next thing you know uh time runs out and dallas loses the game and everybody's looking around like what the hell was that here was dak prescott the author of that confusing play yesterday for dallas talking about it their guy actually did a great job of, of jumping on me um kind of late i guess you say there but that's that's what they're taught right laying on me i think that may have cost us extra two seconds or so, but um, as I'm getting behind Tyler to, to, to clock the ball, I saw four seconds, and then as I got hit, um, as I said, I, reach, I tried to gather myself back and still thought I had time to get it down and didn't go that way. If we're looking at it now, I could say, yeah, I could have went down five yards earlier, but um, thought I'd got us in position and thought I had time left to, to clock the ball, as I said, and something that we've practiced over and over and was going to be able to get into um, a last-place scenario. Now, there's going to be people that are going to say, uh, well, you know, the official, uh, he, he he got in the way and they couldn't get the ball down. It's like, okay, first of well, all. Well, they didn't even give the official the ball. Yes, 100%. And, and, yeah. and I don't want to hear – Everyone can focus on the last play all they want and can say, oh, my God, you know, we, we, got, we got robbed. And we, I mean, that should have been an opportunity to throw the ball to the end zone with the second left. Tough balls. I'm sorry. Tough balls. Yeah. If you don't, don't wake up late for work and then blame traffic for why you're late. All right. Like, I don't, want, I don't want to hear anything about it. Like, you, you, you've almost done that before, though, but go well, ahead. Yeah. I mean, listen, Truth. sometimes, you know, booze, booze on weeknights get the best of me sometimes. I don't yeah, know what to I tell you. Yeah, I could dig it. I uh, could dig it. But it's like, you, you, you wake still got to take on it, though. I, I agree. It. Listen, yeah. and, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But the whole point is, you can sit there and talk about the one moment. Or you can talk about all the other moments in that game. And San Francisco was the better team that entire game. If I, I, they led wire to wire for a reason. Yeah. They were the better team the entire game. Don't bitch and moan about the last play. Don't bitch and moan about the, the official getting in the way. Blame yourselves because it was the Cowboys who got in, way, uh, in the way of the Cowboys for 60 minutes in that game. It there wasn't down to the official. That's what, I tell, that's what I tell players when, when, when I coached. We all, they had the same 60 minutes you do. 
They have the same amount. They have the same amount of time in a quarter as you do. So if you don't win the game, we all have each other to look at. Coaches and players alike, we all have one another to look at. Was that mishandled? Yeah, it was mishandled. I mean, it, that, that it, listen, for what it's worth, San Francisco was jacking up. They were messing oh. up that drive. It, and and I was, I'm glad you brought that up because leading up to that point, I actually thought Dallas's plan to get in range for a Hail Mary was brilliant. They ran that little hook and ladder play to start with C.D. Lamb. Yep. They just worked the sidelines. They weren't trying to you know, pick up big chunk yardings in the middle of the field. I thought, I thought their plan up to that point was fantastic. And then they run a QB draw, and it was almost like San Francisco realized halfway through or part way through that drive, oh, we should probably guard the sidelines. That's where they're going with this. Yeah, and but then, the QB draw was even a good play. He should have slid a little earlier. Yeah, it's, like and and if you were if you weren't going like when he slid, he spotted the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. spotted the ball. Like first off, here's the bad thing, right? The referee was like if you get a in-shape referee that referee is right there <laughs> if you go look back at the film buddy was like <laughs> 20 30 yards away he came running from like 20 30 yards away right so i would have had the ball in my hand if 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 i'm if i'm dak prescott i have the ball in my hand and i'm like please mr referee hurry 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 give him the ball Give him the ball. But they were lined up. So they didn't give him the opportunity to get through there. He's in the like in in, in the uh crosshairs of all the linemen and stuff like that. He tried to get out of the way. He really did. Um I I just I you know, I I, I thought it wasn't a bad idea. You you if you get the ball clocked, you got a chance. And and that's all you got. I don't think they would have got it. I mean, so it's kind of semantics. We're yeah. talking about a play that he, they still had to make. It's like people are upset that that they didn't get an opportunity to make the play or do take the play <laughs> because of the referees. Bird. But you don't even know if that. Like, do you understand? They would have probably put like eight dudes in in the end zone. It, it, it's like, the, it's the equivalent to me going, "Son of a bitch, man! I, I didn't get a chance to play lotto." Well, you weren't going to win anyways. You weren't going to win yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I, I just like, – And this you whole... might have won, right? That's the thing about it. That's what that's what tweaks people's nervous systems, right? It's like, but you might have won. <laughs> I mean, look. You, you, right? You take... could have won. There's a chance. You Yes, there was a chance that they – it's like dumb and dumber, right? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> one in a million, but, yeah, you're, there's a chance. Like, So, to me – it shouldn't have come to. It shouldn't have come down to that. Agreed. It did come down to it. It could have been handled differently. Everybody knows that. But in the end, the the Dallas Cowboys came up short, and and for what it's worth, they allowed they allowed the Dallas Cowboys to climb back into that game. That was not a competitive no, game. No, I agree. Uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, so coming up next, uh, a sigh of relief for one team and somebody that had uh, a little bit of a you know a vested interest, we'll say, in a game that went down in the NFL this weekend. We'll get into that for you next year on FSR. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. <laughs> hey, Jonas. Yeah. Did you see the blue Dorito bag going around that has the, has the Cowboys on it called Nacho Year? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, that it's, is crazy. <laughs> look, That's out of control. Let me tell you something. If you are a Cowboys hater, and there are many Cowboy haters. Uh, uh, today is your the, day. Oh, my God. Sports talk Shannon radio. Is, Shannon <laughs> is about to obliterate Skip. <laughs> it's he is mean. about to obliterate him. Yeah. <laughs> Birthday. It is uh look, if you do this like you covered Washington and, and the Washington oh football team. Gosh. Let me tell you so if you do sports radio and, and I have friends that are still diehard fans, like everybody had a fan or they're a fan of a team growing up and they love I'm, them. I'm a Steeler fan. Yeah. So so imagine that. Imagine what I went through last night. Well but the you get to a point though when you get into sports radio where you realize you know, a disaster is not the worst thing in the world. You know, for what we do, the way that game ended and just sort of the uh, the negativity that the Cowboys are going to be feeling over the next 24, 48 hours. I mean, this is this is your day if you're a Cowboy hater. This is yeah. this is fun stuff, man. Well, so. I'm not a Cowboy hater. And, and that's the sad thing. I hate the Cowboys. But I had to put my Cowboy hating days away because of my baby being on the team and. You know, yeah. it's it's one of those things where I was conflicted, and and because the the old me was happy as hell that they was getting it and just drugged, <laughs> but the the Micah Parsons side of me was yeah. like, man, I was like truly disappointed. I I wanted to see his his rookie year go a little bit further than that. You know, and I thought that, you know, a lot of people said it. I mean, they were saying it on the telecast. I mean, I was I was ready to go jump off a bridge listening to to, to Romo at one point. I, I'm not going to lie. It it's, was, uh, it's it, rough. It, I mean, it was – he was very one-sided. He tried not to be – and I'm not mad at him. I, I mean uh, – you know, you're you're a cowboy. Like even when he was referencing back to when when uh, when Dak started to play, like dude, he replaced you. You could have said it. You could have <laughs> said it. Like, oh, let's go back to his rookie season uh, when he started, and da da da. He replaced you, bro. Yeah, you could have said it. Anyway, the the point is, is that you're sitting there and you're listening to the way they're discussing the game. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, Jonas, it's it's like you get to a point of where you're looking at a team and, and they show you everything that you need to see. Like they were early in the game. They sitting there talking about there's going to be that ultimate rematch in Tampa Bay. They sit at that fateful day, the first game of the season, this impressive team. You're saying that ass in the first quarter. Yeah. What are you what are you saying that in the first quarter for, dude? Like I know you played for him and I know you're a fan and you probably have the job you have because of who you played for and because of Jerry Jones. I get all that. Great, wonderful. But dude, like there are a the whole bunch of people out here listening and it's like you've already put them in the next round playing against Tampa Bay and they haven't won this game yet. And and you look at it and it's like you got all these dudes that are healthy and ready to go. Everybody's back playing. 
and you're telling me you can't spread that defense of San Francisco out enough with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb as your main go-to guys. You can't draw up a scheme good enough to impact the game by feeding the ball to those two guys, especially C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I just I'm conf- it, like, come on, man. It, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Man. It doesn't. Like, it the, doesn't the whole, add up. And and look, I, I going into that game, I was like, oh, okay, I'll, you know, I, I like the Cowboys minus the three, and I felt terrible about it. Like the second I made the pick, I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good because it just there's something about this team. Well, right when you think they figured something out or they're heading in the right direction, this happens. And they come out and they look bad from the get-go. Like, Dak Prescott didn't play good. I mean, I, I would argue Jimmy Garoppolo played better than Dak, and he's got one hand. Like, just like in looking that game, when you watch that game, and everyone can point out to, you know, Dak, you know, uh, you know, padding his stats or whatever they want to call it and, and adding on some garbage time yards, which he gets accused of. And, and I defended Dak getting the contract he did. But when you watch that game, it felt like Garoppolo, who didn't play, at, you know, lights out either, was in more control of what they were trying to do and get done than Dak Prescott did. It just they established they, a run. Yeah, it and, just felt weird, man. You know, they established a run and they established that they like I started sitting there like I was just tripping out like, oh gosh, like Micah talked about bullies get bullied and all that stuff. I was like, oh, dang, yeah. they are yeah. bullying them like right out the <laughs> gate. They they did exactly what it is that they were asking them about. They came out and bullied them. And and my whole thing was it's like how do you how do you respond when you get hit in the mouth in a game of, of this caliber? And they didn't respond in a way where you sat there and you felt con- – I mean, they scored on the first drive. I think they scored on the first two drives, right? I believe so, yeah. I, like, they scored three points the second drive. I, I just – Jonas, the the problem that you run into when you have a team that has a Super Bowl caliber personnel and they have Super Bowl uh, expectations is that when you get into that, that game, that's that game – you got to be ready for it, and you got to be ready for it. First off, you got to bring the physicality of what's going to come with. Everybody talks about once you make it to the playoffs, that that level of intensity goes up. It goes up, and, and you know what? I was fortunate enough to have one time to play in the playoffs and feel that energy, and even as a even even as a first time person playing in the playoffs I felt it and I responded to it we played Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay and it was all about initially just the physicality of of the gang right they got all stock they they got Michael Pittman in the backfield like you're talking about just just battering rams in their backfield and and they had Aaron Stecker that year too and they had obviously they had uh uh uh, who else did they have? Eh, who cares? Uh, the, the bottom line is, is, is that you had to come out there and the emotions, the emotions will run high. 
but you have to be prepared to get in there and, and adapt and to adjust. They immediately, what they came out and did was they were immediately walling off Micah. They were walling off that back, that backside backer, and they were utilizing, they were accessing the center of the field in the run. With their running attack, they, they were able to establish that run game with that cutback and then and then eventually establish that stretch and get into the outside. It was it was it was simply well done. It was simple, yeah. but it was simply well done. And it just didn't look like on defense they adapted quick enough and on the Cowboys side. And then on the offensive side, again, I will continue to say this. And and I'll I'll never understand it. Coming into the game, you know that the strength of this this 49ers team is their defensive front. You know this. You know this. So you got to come out and you got to be thinking draws, screens, misdirection, and and get the ball to your guys early on in the game. And you got to get them established. You got. If I'm Mike McCarthy and I'm looking at at this game. And I have the biggest regret is that it took so long to get C.D. Lamb the ball. That's yeah. the difference. To me, that's the difference outside of just the pure physicality of coming into the game itself. Well, that and, you know, maybe try and run the ball a little bit. I mean, you got, you got I, I would assume, capable backs back there and, and Zeke and, and Pollard and, and the fact that they weren't able to do that either. It just uh, that's that. But that's been something we've been talking about for weeks and weeks. Like, it's just like their, like, figure offense, out a way, their offense has been. Which is so funny because they have such high ranks in some categories, but their offense had been very anemic, you know, down the stretch. They just didn't seem to be very impressive. In fact, when you looked at this team, it was like this is the total antithesis of what last season was. You have a defense that's carrying a team while it was the offense that's been carrying it for all these years. And it's like, oh, the, the defense is letting us down. Well, I got to be honest. I don't think I don't think this I think this was a team loss. I'm not sitting here pointing one finger more at, at one side of the ball than the other. I, I mean, there were there were moments in time where the game could have been like was that like they kind of started running together but was the rough in the punter was that in in that game that might have been a yes. different game yeah and that was the second half i think that was early early second half that that happened um they gave them a first down it, 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 there was a, plenty of opportunities plenty of opportunities there was just, i mean just two I, I, if you was watching my instagram king of the mammals by the way go check me out if you were watching if you were watching my instagram every game of the team that lost in the first quarter of the game, I would post a flag. Too many of these will get you. And every team that was getting flags early on in the games lost. Yeah. I think Dallas got penalt- uh, penalized 14 times. There was 14 penalties. It was a ton. Game. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, a lot. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe LeVar Arrington. Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, Ten minutes from now, we're going to have uh, another edition of In Case You Missed It and uh, Insult to Injury. Uh, we will get into that uh, for one team in the NFL on that front. Uh, ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, thankfully, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, take care of business after going down early with the T.J. Watt uh, fumble return touchdown. I thought, uh, you know, based on the bet we made last week that I said I would wear an Antonio Brown jersey and lick a toilet if the Steelers won that game. You Uh, didn't even come close to having to lick that toilet. Yeah, not even. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, once, once Kansas City gets rolling, 
damn, they're fun to watch. But it, the, the story was uh, Ben Roethlisberger and, uh, you know, what appears to be his final game in the NFL. And he, he didn't play bad. They were just completely outgunned in that game. Here was Big Ben afterwards. God has blessed me with an ability to throw a football. Blessed me to play in, in the greatest city in Pittsburgh with the greatest fans and the greatest football team and players. And it has just been truly a, a blessing. And I'm so thankful to him for the, the opportunity that, that he's given me. I hope that, that I'm able to pass the legacy of what it is to be a Steeler from you know, Dan Rooney. We, we all miss him. Anyone that knew him misses him. And so it's just um, hopefully I could pass some of that on to some of the guys and it can continue the, the tradition of what it means to be a Steeler and get passed down. So there's uh, there's Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, look, uh, Terry Bradshaw. Some people, say that, hey, some people say that, and it's like tongue-in-cheek. He ain't lying with what he said, but go ahead. No, I, I just, like, to his point in talking about the Steeler organization, and you grew up a Steeler fan, I mean – he really was the greatest quarterback in the history of their franchise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Terry Bradshaw has got the Super Bowl. He's the winningest. Yeah, he's yeah. the winningest. But Ben Roethlisberger, that's that's the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. Yeah. And, and to, to see his career start to finish with one team, I, I think that's awesome. And we don't see it a lot now. You know you, you know what? why he's right about Pittsburgh? It's because when, you, when he says if you knew Dan Rooney, you know, you, you knew a great man. They know the community. Think about this now. When you say you have great fans or you have a a city, the city took on the personality of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like if you look at how we are as people, our mentalities are based off of how the Pittsburgh Steelers are. We are tough as hell. Tough as nails. Tooth chippers. And and the idea of it is you, it's like for all the places you could live, right? Like I, I'll just cite the the guy that that I played for, um, worked for in D.C. He lives in Potomac, Potomac, Maryland. If you go to Potomac, Maryland, you you realize very immediately that you are not in Kansas anymore. Them, them houses are as big as government buildings downtown. <laughs> all right. If you went to Art Rooney's house, he lived on the Mexican War Streets. That was literally had its back to the hood. To the to the right of his home was Manchester, the hood. The back of him was Perrysville and 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 um uh, uh what's the name of that area? Golly, I'm I'm blanking out on it. But per- Perrysville area is the hood. And 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 the Roonies have always been a part of the fabric of Pittsburgh. You could see them out. You could meet them. You could talk to them. You you could get to know them. They they were a part of the community in a way where you knew them on a first name basis. And when you have somebody like Ben Roethlisberger, who in in a losing effort, I mean that was a a, a massacre. <laughs> But in that moment, once that game was over and once the pain and of uh, subsided, that the reality was they weren't going to win. They were. If if the story was true, when when Rocky went to fight Ivan Drago, Ivan Drago would have killed Rocky the same way he killed Apollo Creed in real life. <laughs> all right, but 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 because this was re- reality and not a movie, the what was supposed to happen happened. And then once that subsided, you now started to look at it from the the perspective of, man, this is really the end of a brilliant era 
of football for a, for yeah. a brilliant football player. And I think that, you know, for those who may not understand the beginning of Ben's career, you know, because a lot of young guys, they just don't even – they don't know current players in the league, let alone, you know, six, seven, eight years ago or more. Ben's career was was phenomenal. It's a phenomenal career. It's a Hall of Fame. It's a first ballot Hall of Fame career. So to see it end and and to know that it was like, yeah, it would have been nice to see him, you know, get past Kansas City. It's a feel good story. It's like, wow, they got past him like Adrian, you know, like type deal. But that wasn't what it was going to be now. And, and get credit where credit is due. Like you said, they're fun to watch once they get going. And, and they found the rhythm. And there was nothing they were going to do about it. No, there was it, nothing Pittsburgh was going to do it, about what Kansas City was doing. It felt like at one point they were just scoring at will. Like it was just like, oh, it was we'll, bad. We'll do this. I mean, third and twenty, and you're throwing a, a you know touchdown right before half. Yeah, it's just. Hey, I'll tell you what's even crazier. They were scoring so much. I was like, dang, let the pain in. And it was still the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there's, there's a Golden State Warriors uh, effect to, uh, or, or aspect to Kansas City that's, that's really, really fun. Uh, it's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Insult to injury. Uh, and there's some of you who may be very, very happy about this one. We'll get into that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Hey, Mike check. Hey, Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. That's a Lamar better. Uh, Eddie Arrington here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you yeah. here on FSR. Uh, hey, coming good up, morning, uh, everyone. Top of next hour, about 10 <laughs> minutes from now. Uh, we have, um, you know, there's, you know, a little bit of an issue uh, for one NFL team. Uh, and I think uh, some people got confused as to what was actually taking place yesterday. We will get into all that for you right here on FSR. First, though, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that, we turn it over to Lee DeLapp, our executive producer, to find out what the hell's going on. Lee? You guys, in case you missed it, there was a broadcast on Nickelodeon yesterday between the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers in case you wanted, you know, a different kind of sound of uh, broadcasters in your ear. Uh, But they also had what they call the MVP, the second year they've been doing that. You know, Mitchell Trubisky won the first year, and this year, which was a joke, of course, and then this year, another joke uh, ensued. Dak Prescott wins the MVP oh, with wow. 84% of the vote. 
This is why you don't is let fans fan vote. vote? Oh, it's a fan vote. Okay. Dalton right. Schultz finished second with seven percent, and Zeke Elliott oh. finished third with six. Yeah. This is why so you don't let fans vote. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> like, this is. I mean, it's bad enough. You're the game relegated to Nickelodeon. Like the fact that you're letting fans vote on who the uh, the MVP is uh, in all this, and this is the one where they add like the slime effects and all that stuff. Yes, yep. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was such a big moment for Dallas. The way they came out, the way the cheerleaders came oh out, and everything went down. The pageantry of it all, and then they lost. So there you go. They got smacked too. I mean, final score. Say whatever you want. They got smacked. It was disrespectful. What else we got, Lee? More insult to injury. Dallas Cowboys linebacker Leighton Vanderesh. His <laughs> nameplate was misspelled. Yes, the it was. The S and C and his last name were uh, were yeah, flip flopped. Switched. Yeah. <laughs> I knew something was going to go wrong after I saw that. I was like, Yeah, it can't. And nothing good can come out of it when your team <laughs> messes up your own name. You know. Yeah. I, does anybody uh, now? I know you've said that uh, some people call you Lamar. Uh, is that is that the you've most the most people common? The, the most common mistake they I've make. I've got or? Levon. I've gotten <laughs> Harrington. I've got. I've gotten a lot of different names. It's all right. I was curious. Do they switch this because the the playoffs and you have a different jersey, or do you, they have a different jersey every single week? Uh, you generally have a different jersey, but you 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 could have a jersey for multiple weeks. I mean, but that's money. Depends. That's money, guys. You know what I mean? Like every time you put a new jersey on, that's that's money. So you get the you get the leverage a game worn jersey. Now here's the thing, uh, I do believe if he does give away that game worn jersey, it's probably going to be worth more, right? Oh, of course. Because I I remember, remember when the NHL shut down in like '05, and then they came back that season. I was all excited the NHL was back, and so I went and bought a, a Pittsburgh Penguins T-shirt because I'm a Penguins fan. Cause, you know, Lavar and I, that we grew up on the Pens. You that's know, that's right. it's what we did. That's and right. uh, you know, the igloo back in the day for that's you, uh, right. you know, people that don't know anything about hockey or the great franchise of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I remember I bought this Penguin shirt and they left an H off the end of Pittsburgh. Uh, and I've been looking like for that Harrisburg. thing. I, I, I tell you, I've been looking for that thing for years. I can't find it because I actually think it's probably worth more because they butchered the name and, uh, and I can't find it anywhere. That's so, so offensive. Yeah. I'm telling Very you, man. offensive. Uh, what else, Lee? Lastly, you guys, the Chiefs scored so many touchdowns yesterday, six of them to be uh, precise, that they ran out of fireworks at Arrowhead, Arrowhead <laughs> oh, Stadium. Wow. I guess they only had enough for five. That's so, oh, my God. Hey, man. Hey, we're, <laughs> hey, we score. We're, where are the fireworks? I mean, you know, well, I, 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 like, the times are tough. You know, you got to cut corners. I mean, they didn't, uh, they didn't uh, plan for, for that many fireworks, apparently. You know, Jeez. I mean, that's, that's, that's how it works. But I thought uh, they were, they thought they were going to play Pittsburgh defense. I mean, they, man, they look good. When they get rolling, they look damn good. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, hour two next year. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.